This is episode 153 of the Prepper Website Podcast. Today's articles are, Without this, all your preps and training are for naught during SHTF, and medical supplies, part one, starting out, and part two, minor wounds. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. A little late for me, so if you're watching the, the YouTube video, you know that it's, uh, it's past 10 o'clock for me. But you know, on Thursday nights, we do a uh, small group, and so uh, it was good. And then had to run a little quick errand right after that. Um, but uh, you know, we had a chance to to pray about um, or for you know people in Puerto Rico and and uh, you know the other the other islands, and then still you know, all the other things that are going on Florida. Uh, you know, still here in Houston, we still know people in Houston that are that have it pretty bad. Uh, you know, on my Facebook feed, uh, one of the uh, somebody that that I know from work uh, was told that their insurance company they didn't have a lot of water damage. They had a little bit of water damage, but was told that their insurance company wasn't gonna uh, you know pay out anything because it really I guess their de- deductible um, wasn't uh, it, whatever whatever they were getting wouldn't be more than their deductible so uh, they wouldn't meet it with uh, repairs that they have to meet or make so uh, you still got all that kind of stuff going on and then of course the fires fires going on so uh, took a little bit of time to pray for all that tonight and uh, hopefully uh, you're doing the same as well there's a lot of craziness in this world and and we do a lot of the physical prepping and uh, you know that's definitely important and I think that is very very much so biblical. I think God wants you to go ahead and take care of your uh, of yourself, and you have that responsibility to take care of your family. He's given you a brain for you to be able to problem solve and look at things and make good decisions. But uh, you also uh, prep the spiritual as well. So uh, you know, I'm always glad to do that. Hey, just a couple of things uh, before we get started on uh, on the the podcast today. Uh, over on uh, the Facebook page, Jane, she's a new member over at uh, uh, the Facebook group. Uh, she kind of threw out a scenario there, and uh, we we really haven't had too many of these you know type things uh, type scenarios. But uh, you know it's interesting to kind of think th- these through. So I thought I'd share it on the podcast. Uh, you are on a camping trip with a group of 16 people when EMP hits. After day three, your supplies run low in the group. One member of the group becomes ill with a stomach bug. There is a small village five miles away. What resources do you go to get, and who goes? Also, who do you who do you what do you, I think it's what do you do about the sick member? Uh, so you know something to think about there. And uh, of course, you know EMP. My thing would be you know how far away are you from home if you're camping? Uh, my I, I think I would want to start you know hiking it and getting getting it back home or whatever. Uh, but stomach bugs, uh, you know, that's a serious issue. Uh, on the same uh, lines is, um, you know, today is Friday or the Friday podcast, and I do uh, try to bring an article from the archive uh, out. And so I did uh, pose the question on on the Facebook group. I'm like, hey, what kind of article would you like uh, to see, you know, uh, or what kind of topic would you like to see coming out of the archive? And uh, kind of what won, won out was uh, like building a, a first aid kit, medical kit. 
And so uh, that's one reason why I decided to uh, or, you know, find something along those lines. Now, uh, when we're talking about medical preparedness, the people that I'm always going to go to is Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Joe and Amy Alton over at uh, doomandbloom.net. And so uh, I've been kind of sticking to two articles, but the uh, one that they have is uh, it's uh, smaller. The first one was a smaller one. And actually, it was a series of four articles. Uh, and so I'll link to part three and part four. Uh, but I'm going to read part one and part two of that. And, uh, you know, to get you started on building your own medical kit. I'll talk a little bit more about that in just a minute. I do want to uh, mention uh, earlier in the in the week, I mentioned that I was going to have this special offer. Uh, and uh, so the prepper bundle, I offered it earlier in the um, I guess in, in, in the life of the podcast, I, I can't remember exactly when. I think maybe it was in, in April. Uh, and usually when, um, when you see a bundle, what it is, it's, um, it's a bunch of electronic uh, or, or you know whatever resources. And sometimes they're not electronic. Sometimes they're, uh, they're hard copies as well. Or you can get uh, something like a USB drive or whatever. And you do have that option on this one as well. But what it is, it's a bunch of preparedness content kind of all bundled together and for a, a really low price. And so you have this, this prepper bundle that is, uh, I think it's valued at like $309 and uh, with all the different ebooks that you get. And if you buy the electronic copy where you uh, just download it, you can get all that for $29.95. And so um, it, it was out, it came out in April. Uh, but they're bringing it out just for this weekend. So it's like a flash sell. So it'll be out uh, starting on Friday at noon. So like I said, if you um, if you listen to this podcast late Thursday night or even early Friday morning, it's still not going to be available. It won't be available till Friday uh, noontime. And so then you can click that link and uh, it is an affiliate link. So uh, you know when you purchase through that, it does support um, a proper website and the podcast as well but uh, you, you go and so you can buy the electronic copy or you can choose to buy the, um, the, the copy that comes on a USB and uh, they'll send you the USB and you'll be able to uh, have all this content on a USB and, and access it from any computer or tablet whatever but uh, I think I think the best deal is always getting that electronic copy I mean you can drop it down uh, on a USB yourself, you know, and so uh, I think that's a great deal uh, to look at. And so uh, if you're interested in that, if you want to get a lot of content uh, for the price of usually like a book, maybe maybe two books, you get, you'll get a lot of books, uh, ebooks, and uh, you'll get to see all the, you know, everything that, that it entails. Um, just go ahead and click on that link and go check it out. Like I said, it's only going to be for this weekend. Uh, it goes off on Monday, I think Monday at noon. Uh, I'm also going to be uh, putting the link on Prepper website uh, on Saturday or Friday evening, I guess. So it'll be there for Saturday and Sunday and I guess for uh, uh, some of the day on Monday. But that's the Prepper bundle. Uh, if you're interested in that, you can go check that out. Um, I think that's uh, pretty much all I wanted to talk about here at the very beginning of the podcast. Let's go ahead and get into our articles for uh, today. And our first article comes to us. It's actually one of my articles, uh, or at least on my uh, personal uh, website, preparedness website, edthatmatters.com. And uh, this is actually a guest post that was sent in to me by MP uh, from Ohio. 
And uh, the title of the article is Without This, All Your Preps and Training Are For Not During SHTF. And it is a popular article. It was shared out you know, about 54 times on, on uh, social media and got a lot of hits from Prepper website. Still gets a lot of hits from Prepper website and then from uh, all the, the social media shares that are out there. So let's go ahead and uh, read this one. Without this, all your preps and training are for naught during SHTF. Instead of teasing you by giving you the answer in the third paragraph, here it is. Good health. So before you think you've already read similar articles, please read on. I think you'll find this different. Your health during SHTF scenarios is more important than all your training, all your stored goods, your bug out location. I understand we can't all be in perfect health, but you owe it to yourself to be as healthy as possible. I'm not only talking about getting in better shape, but included with your preps, you should include certain foods, herbs, and spices that I will list here to help keep you healthy and to cure many ailments when you get sick. If you think staying healthy is difficult now, imagine how hard it will be to do after SHTF. There will be no doctors, no hospitals, and no pharmacies to run to when you need them. Without good health, all your preps may likely go to someone else who, come along, who comes along and takes it. I can't tell you the number of acquaintances I know who have spent years and lots of money stockpiling but don't do squat, no pun intended, to stay healthy. How they think they'll survive is beyond me. The good news is most of the items I'm referring to are either cheap or can be grown in most areas of the U.S., they are lightweight in the event that you must bug out and can be preserved for many years without losing much of its potency. Of course, one method to preserving is keeping spices and herbs in airproof containers. I put much of mine in plastic food saver bags and shrink wrap them. They can also be preserved in mylar bags that are placed in 5-gallon buckets and removing all the oxygen from the bucket. There are many videos you can research on how to do this. Call it a coincidence if you must, but by including a certain regimen of foods, herbs, and spices in my diet on a daily basis, I have not had a sick day from work in over 10 years. I'm no spring chicken either. I'm a baby boomer. I'll list items to grow and store followed by my daily regimen. I will also include linked sources within and at the end of this article to back up the information. Herbs that really make a difference. Turmeric. This is one of the most important to have on hand. This powerful herb contains cursumum, sorry, which is an anti-inflammatory. It helps reduce pain and swelling, which is needed by many boomers such as me due to minor arthritis. Some studies indicate it may also help prevent colon cancer and Alzheimer's. Fortunately, turmeric can be easily grown in most U.S. climates. Cinnamon. A recent German study shows it's helpful for those with type 2 diabetes as it reduces blood sugar by 10%. It also is shown to help reduce cholesterol. Mind you, it's possible to take too much of this spice and can be dangerous. Cinnamon is not grown in the U.S., so you must buy and store it. And I'll also say you, you want to make sure that you're getting good cinnamon and, and not fake cinnamon. You get a lot of that as well. Um, so if it's really cheap, you're, you're probably buying the fake stuff. Uh, garlic. I know many of uh, many who avoid eating garlic merely because they're afraid how others might react to the odor from their breath. After Armageddon, who gives a damn? I'm sure some will respond to this by saying the odor may give you, yourself away if you're on patrol while in a survival camp, but in my humble opinion, the benefits outweigh the smell. 
I'm also not suggesting that you eat it every day. I too have certain work-related appointments where garlic breath wouldn't be preferred. Garlic has many benefits including lowering cancer risk, improving your cardiovascular health, reduces high blood pressure, helps prevent strokes by slowing arterial blockages, and reduces cholesterol. It's also one of the few plants in existence that is all three, antibacterial, antiviral, and antifungal. Besides being easy to grow, garlic can also be dehydrated. There are many books available from Amazon that will include all its benefits. Rosemary. We may end up having to fry or grill meats after SHTF, so including rosemary will help prevent the risk of potent carcinogens that are often in meat that are cooked at high temperatures. Rosemary contains two antioxidants that reduces carcinogens. This is easy to grow inside your home or outside in your garden. And if you don't grow it, it's inexpensive to buy in stores for long periods. Flaxseed. Many have a false belief that all fats are unhealthy, but nothing can be further from the truth. Our bodies need a certain amount of essential fatty acids, or EFA, because without it, we die. Many of you have heard the term rabbit starvation. Simply put, if, for example, someone were to rely on rabbit as their sole source for protein, the lack of fat in the meat will put one's health at risk. One source of EFAs are oils such as olive, canola, peanut, and vegetable oil, and many others you are now using at home. The problem comes from the fact that you won't have access to many oils because they don't have a long shelf life and can go rancid. Even if you stock up on oils, they will run out. Olives can only grow in certain climates and those of us in areas outside of the southwest cannot grow it. However, two seeds that can grow in most areas of the U.S. are sunflower seeds and flax seeds that, that contain EFA. Flax can be grown in your garden in abundance. Flax can be consumed as a seed or the oil can be extracted. Now, unless you have a seed press, a good one is pricey, it can be difficult to extract the oil. Flax seed can be heated on the stove for a short time, which will draw the oil out that will float to the top of the water. Then you merely pour off the oil and store it in a cool place. It is not as beneficial as the first cold press extraction method because heating it up will cause some of the health benefits to dissipate. But hey, beggars can't be choosers. The oil will also have a shelf life of one to two weeks using this method, even if refrigerated, so it's important to use the heating process on a routine basis and only process a small amount at a time. Ginger. Eating the wrong foods or foods can, that have spoiled during SHTF periods could become more common. Ginger helps prevent nausea where it's, where it's from upset stomach, pregnancy, or motion sickness. In one study, ginger was shown to be more effective than Dramamine for subjects who suffer from motion sickness. Ginger grows in most climates and can be dehydrated. And let me tell you, ginger, when you're around in ginger in the garden, it just smells great. And uh, so I, I think ginger is very easy to buy. Uh, I'm sorry, very easy to grow. And so I think everybody should have a little patch of it uh, in your garden. Onions. I could fill up a book on the benefit of onions, but with so many varieties available and the ability to grow them in most any climate, onions are among the healthiest of foods. I know many individuals that find onions difficult to digest, making it impossible for them to eat. But the majority of us have no such issues. Without including all the benefits here, see the link at the end of the article for additional details. 
Onions can also be chopped up and dehydrated for long storage life. Horseradish root. Another food item that grows in most climates, horseradish, is a powerful plant that is connected to many health benefits, including its ability to reduce weight loss, lower blood pressure, alleviate respiratory conditions, build strong bones, improve immune system health, stimulate healthy digestion, and promote heart health. Cayenne peppers. One of the best books I've read is by John Heinerman entitled The Health Benefits of Cayenne. It's only 48 pages long and you'll read it in about an hour or so, but no one I know explains the benefits of hot peppers like Heinerman. There are many varieties of hot peppers that grow in most climates, but the key ingredient, capsicum, seems to be most prevalent in cayenne peppers. Its key benefit will help reduce the severity of colds, improve circulatory and digestive issues, infections, and respiratory ills. Like most items listed above, cayenne can be crushed and dehydrated. Raw unfiltered apple cider vinegar. Again, I could fill up volumes explaining the health benefits of vinegar, so I'll spare you with those details. You can search for many articles and purchase books online with the many uses of apple cider vinegar, including other benefits that don't include ingesting it. Using herbs for good health. Now, here is how I use some of the items on a regular basis for good health. One of the healthiest drinks you will ever taste is called Master Tonic. I have a link below with a YouTube video where I first learned how to make it. It's made up of garlic, the hottest onion you can find, white or Spanish, hot peppers, I use cayenne and or jalapeno, ginger root, horseradish root, and raw unfiltered apple cider vinegar. The secret to its benefit is the mixing of the ingredients. Even though any of the six ingredients are beneficial on their own, their combining enhances its benefit. One reason many prescriptions and OTC liquid medications include alcohol is that alcohol enhances the other ingredients. So by mixing all six items here, it's as if each ingredient is on steroids. I'll be the first to admit, you won't find it pleasant tasting. I can't take more than a sip or two without making an awful face. In the video link I included here, you will see the gentleman drink two ounces of it while holding a straight face. I've been taking this for years and still make a face. Don't drink it for the enjoyment. You won't. But drink it for its benefits. And there is a video here uh, actually linked to it. And uh, the guy does. He does drink it uh, just straight. I mean, he's like, it's like a good old drink to him. It's just it's kind of weird. But uh, very interesting um, tonic to make. Another tonic I drink every morning is called Apple Cider Vinegar Detox. Read link below for additional information. One of the ingredients you see here, lemons, won't be available in most areas of the world after SHTF, but you can at least drink it now while available. It may also be beneficial to stock up on bottled lemon, bottled lemon juice to use in place of freshly squeezed. Besides being a detox, studies show this drink will help you lose weight without doing any other changes in your diet and lifestyle. Includes 8 to 12 ounces of warm water and the following. 2 tablespoons of lemon juice, 2 tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, 1 tablespoon of honey, and 1 teaspoon of cinnamon. Place all ingredients in a blender for a few seconds and drink up. Certainly better tasting than the master tonic mentioned above. The last tonic I will mention here utilizes turmeric. There are a variety of ways to use it, but I include turmeric, black pepper, and lemon pepper. The link for this tonic includes carrot juice. 
I have also done it using olive oil instead of lemon juice. One last food item for good health. Here's a food item that is delicious and is healthy, and its healthy benefits are like medicine, sauerkraut. Growing cabbage is easy and can be done in all areas of the U.S. By fermenting cabbage into sauerkraut, it's not only healthy, but has a long shelf life. Canning sauerkraut is also easy. I have a link below that shows a simple way to make it in only a few days from your kitchen counter. Some don't like the flavor of sauerkraut. However, I have found those people have often purchased it in a grocery store from a tin can. You No wonder they didn't like it. In an SHTF scenario, you won't be buying it in a can, so making it is much more pleasant to eat and will include a higher level of probiotics than you'll find in the canned variety. Most people know that food purchased in tin cans has, has lost most, if not all, of its nutritional value due to the high levels of heat required to seal the can. Now about exercise. As a baby boomer, I have various aches and pains that I have been dealing with for years. I'm not always cognizant of them because I can block some of them out of my mind. Not always, but many times. Many of the ingredients mentioned in this article have helped alleviate some of those aches and pains. I also don't have the upper body strength I had 30 years ago. But I improve my body, strength, and flexibility by doing simple exercises that don't take up a lot of time and don't require me to join a gym. An article earlier this year from Men's Journal describes eight exercises they recommend that will get and keep you in shape. In the link provided, the article demonstrates each movement. If you can't find the time to do these two to three times per week, you're simply lazy. And that's something you can't afford to do now and after the SHTF. So um, there's a lot of links here at the end of the article. Uh, there's links throughout the article. Uh, for instance, I um, so this, this is a guest post. And by the way, if you ever have a guest post, uh, you ever want to write an article. I know I've talked about this before, but you ever want to write an article and maybe you don't have a website or you, 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 know, you just want to, you have something on your chest, you want to get it off. Uh, feel free to go ahead and send it over to me and, and uh, let me check it out and see if it's something that we want to uh, post up on Ed That Matters and then link to it on Prepper website. But uh, I've placed links in here that weren't necessarily uh, links that came from the guest post. So like uh, the Uber guide to DIY food storage with Mylar bags and O2 absorbers and buckets. I mean, that guide right there, that article is just a humongous guide with a ton of resources. I wish I would have had that one when I first started in preparedness. And then um, uh, I've linked to uh, garlic articles on Prepper website. Uh, there's a rabbit PDF that I have linked to article that uh, shows you how to skin a rabbit if you're interested in that one. And um, also a link to buying apple cider vinegar tabs or capsules. Uh, I buy these actually uh, these actual capsules. And so when uh, when she's talking about apple cider vinegar, I use the capsules, and I also have garlic. Uh, you know, garlic capsules that I take um, just to make sure I'm getting enough garlic in there. Um, you know, one of the uh, tonics, there is a tonic that I make. Um, it's not these tonics here, but one is very similar. Um, it's about, um, it's six cups of water. So it's a turmeric, lemon, uh, turmeric, lemon juice, uh, and honey uh, in it. So it's um, about six cups of water, three-fourths cups of lemon, freshly squeezed lemon juice, uh, about a tablespoon of turmeric and then a tablespoon of honey and then you shake it up and I use just one of the big uh, mason jars 
and um, just shake it up. And I drink uh, about six to eight ounces every morning. And there's so many health benefits to that. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, the only thing that, that, you know, I think about that because turmeric is very easy to buy. You can buy it in big uh, packages off of Amazon or if you want to grow it, you can grow it as well. Um, you know, but one of the things like she did say is, is lemon. I did play around with uh, organic lemon juice and uh, did buy some of that off of uh, Amazon. It didn't taste as, I mean, it's supposed to be completely organic, 100%, but still didn't taste as good as uh, freshly squeezed lemon juice. Um, but, I mean, it worked. It, and it was a little bit easier. I didn't have to, you know, mess with squeezing all the lemon juice and all that kind of stuff out. Anyway, there's a couple of uh, comments in this um, this article. Uh, people were, were uh, you know, just, hey, I agree with all this. Uh, uh, talking about exercising, there is a, a book called Convict Conditioning. Uh, someone left a, um, a link to Jeff Cavaliere, creator of, of the uh, X. Um, I guess that's a system. And uh, anyway, so there's a YouTube link there as well for the exercise. And uh, so, you know, definitely I totally agree with the author, uh, with MP is that you can have all the preparedness items, you can have a whole house full stocked of gear and food and all that kind of stuff. But if you're not healthy, man, that's that's you know that's the key right there. You got to be healthy. And uh, you know one of the things I know always comes up is you know people who are disabled or people who are older. Uh, maybe you know you're having those those kinds of things. You know uh, kinds of issues. Um, like she said, you know she's a baby boomer. Um, she's older. She's starting to feel these, uh, you know, uh, arthritis and different things like that. I mean, trying to keep your body, you know, uh, as healthy as possible, uh, trying to keep movement uh, as much as possible, as much as you can, I think would be very, very helpful. And, uh, um, you know, looking into all that, I think we can all be a little bit healthier. And definitely, I know I'm, I'm preaching to myself here when I when I talk about that one. All right. So uh, that's over at edthatmatters.com. So uh, every, uh, and I said this already, every Friday we, uh, I, I go into the archives over at Prepper website and I uh, bring out an article. And so today, and I might do this on a regular basis, might throw that out there uh, on the Facebook group. Like, hey, what kind of, uh, maybe take some polls or something like that. Like, hey, what kind of, you know, what kind of article would you, would you like to see? And so um, they brought up medical kit. You know, we'd like to, like to hear an article on medical, on medical kits. So I went over to Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy's, and I, actually I, I went to the Tag Cloud and um, the, to the archive at Prepper website, and I was looking up medical kits, and I was looking for one that uh, you know that I could pull from. Proper, you know, more than likely I wanted to pull from Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy because they are professionals. Um, they are, you know, when when you talk about, they're not just building a kit uh, from you know what what they've read or or whatever. They're building a kit from what they believe. Uh, you know, years of experience in the medical field, in the medical community, uh, putting these kits together. Now, um, before I, I start, I, w I do want to say they do have a shop on Doom and Bloom. You can link to it, uh, and it's the Doom and Bloom store. Um, I think, belie I believe it's just, uh, yeah, it's store.doomandbloom.net. So uh, in case you're, you're just listening to the podcast, store.doomandbloom.net. And uh, they have plenty of uh, items there that are, you know, medical related. 
Um, but you know, one of the cool things to look at and to and to think about maybe purchasing are their kits. They have all different kinds of kits: medical kits, trauma kits, uh, you know, uh, first aid kits, dental kits. They have all different kinds of kits. So uh, you might want to go and look at that. So if you if you don't want to build your own kit, if you don't want to, you know, come, you know, look at all the individual things that you need, you might want to go there and buy one of those. Um, you know, that's uh, you know that you're getting a quality kit. And um, talking with uh, actually have. Uh, they're really big one, uh, and uh, they put a lot. Of, Nurse Amy put a lot of time and effort into you know building these kits, and it's quality stuff, even down to the bags. The bags are very quality; uh, they're quality material, so it's not junk. Uh, and so you you know you're 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 getting a good deal there as far as uh, the the materials, right? So you you might want to go look at that if you're if you're talking about needing a kit. Or you can put one together yourself. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the supplies that you need. Uh, like I said, this article is entitled Medical Supplies Part 1, Starting Out. And I'm also going to jump into uh, Part 2 right after this one. And this was uh, released back in July 18, July 18, 2014. All right, so let's go ahead and start reading this one. A common question we encounter in our travels is, what supplies do you recommend for our medical storage? Indeed, the subject comes up so often that Nurse Amy put together an entire DVD guide to medical supplies. The non-medical professional should not only understand what items to have on hand, but their purpose, purposes and how to effectively use them. This series, of which this is part one, will give advice regarding the supplies you need. Keep in mind that although we will discuss medical issues, this is primarily about supplies you need and not the problem itself. The most important survival tool you'll ever have, I was asked this recently by a fellow blogger, and in my opinion, it's, as easy, it's an easy question to answer. Your most important survival tool, especially as a medic, is your mind. It's never too late to obtain medical knowledge and develop medical skills. Any other piece of equipment is a distant second to that amazing machine that is your brain. Personal Protection to begin with, let's talk about personal protection. No, I'm not talking about suits of armor. I'm referring to protecting yourself and others from injuries and infectious diseases. It seems that we hear about possible pandemic diseases crossing our border on a regular basis. Blood splatter from actively bleeding wounds could transmit microbes to bare hands and eyes. Even if you can't guarantee sterility, you can at least make the effort to keep the risk of infection as low as possible. Use the power of prevention to your advantage. In any remote environment, your people will be performing activities of daily survival that they might not be accustomed to. Chopping wood would be one example. Eye and hand protection in the form of goggles and work gloves could help prevent various injuries. It stands to reason that a beneficial side effect of good prevention is conservation of precious supplies. Medical items such as face masks, nitrile gloves, and even coveralls are useful to protect caregivers and patients. Gloves. I recommend nitrile gloves due to the increasing number of latex allergies repeated, sorry, reported recently. I would use size 8 or larger as gloves that are too small tend to break. Gloves can come in both sterile and non-sterile variety. Get lots of the non-sterile for everyday work, but don't fail to have some sterile pair, pairs as well. 
Never touch an injured or infected person without gloves if you can help it. A face mask. These can be simple ear loop versions or could be more advanced in the form of N95 and N100 respirators. These are masks that block out 95 or 100%, actually 99.7% of airborne particles larger than 0.3 microns. The N stands for non-oil resistant, which sets them aside from masks manufactured for agricultural or industrial use, which are oil resistant, and that would be R95 or oil proof P95. Coveralls, boots, and headgear. In mosquito-infested areas, there are special coveralls and headgear made from netting that are lifesavers. In epidemics of infectious disease, however, hazardous materials or hazmat suits that cover the body, head, and feet are helpful for the person in charge of the sick room. These often come with specialized shields that cover the entire face. For patients with injuries, these are usually not necessary. General Items some items are of good general use for medical issues. One of my favorites is the EMT shears or bandage scissors. This is a special scissors meant to allow you to cut through clothing so that you can accurately assess the level of injury that you're dealing with. Another general item that would be highly useful would be a headlamp. Injuries can occur at night as well as during the day. Using a headlamp frees up both hands to better handle emergencies. A good supply of antiseptic will be important to keep your people healthy. Antiseptics are germ-killing substances that are applied to living tissue, usually skin, to reduce the possibility of infection. Antiseptics are different from antibiotics, which are meant to destroy bacteria within the body and disinfectants, which destroy germs found on non-living objects like kitchen or survival sick room surfaces. I consider bleach to be the simplest disinfectant for killing sick room countertops but it's usually too strong for living tissue. For antiseptics, to apply to skin, consider betadine or provodone iodine solution, chlorhexidine or hybaclins, alcohol, benzoclonidine chloride, BZK, or hydrogen peroxide. Man, I always, I always stumble on the words when I read Dr. Bones and Ersamy's uh, articles. Uh, it kills me. All right, many of these come as small as singular square wipes all the way up to a gallon-sized jug. Commercial hand sanitizers and soap should also be present in quantity in, quantity in your medical storage. The above items comprise a reasonable start, but are only a few of the items that would make someone an effective medic in bad times. Over the course of this series, we'll discuss various medical issues and the equipment necessary to be medically prepared. So let's go ahead and jump over into part two. Uh, this is medical supplies part two for minor wounds. Some of the most important medical supplies you'll accumulate will be those used to deal with injuries. Most of these, I hope, will be minor wounds that won't take a lot of advanced equipment to handle but could easily affect your ability to function if ignored. Let's outline what you'll need in your role as a homestead medic. Minor injuries and their supplies. In an austere environment, it might be difficult to get through the day without some minor injury, such as a burn while cooking, a blister while hiking, or a splinter from hauling wood. The average person has, over the course of their lives, dealt with more than one of these problems, and you'll find articles all over this website about how to treat them. This series is more about what medical supplies 
you'll need for different issues rather than an in-depth discussion on a particular injury. Although our individual first aid kits on the site have the ability to handle significant bleeding and more, most of the time you'll wind up using the lesser items in your everyday lives. This kit should be lightweight and should be taken with you wherever you go, in your car, on a hike in the woods, going fishing, etc. As a matter of fact, having one of the house, one, one for the house and one for the car makes a lot of sense. Helpful items to have include soap and water and or antiseptics to clean out minor wounds, alcohol, BZK, and iodine wipes are useful, but remember that they can dry out over time. Adhesive bandages, various sizes and shapes to protect a scratch or abrasion from getting worse. Moleskin, have a supply of these to deal with common blisters on areas that receive friction. Tweezers. With a magnifying glass, these will be useful to remove splinters or other small foreign objects. Styptic pencil. Although most minor bleeding stops will direct stop with direct pressure, razor cuts respond well to the application of a styptic pencil. Cayenne pepper powder has been reported to have similar effects, burns a little. Steri strips. Small tape strips that hold together minor cuts. After they've been cleaned thoroughly, most wounds are dirty. Eye wash cups and patches. For minor eye irritation and injuries. Gauze packing. For nosebleeds, dental cotton rolls and tampons are alternatives. Gauze squares, rolls, gauze squares and rolls to cover and wrap minor injuries to keep them clean. Have non-stick gauze tefla pads available for burns. Burn gel or aloe vera to apply to small burns. Bactertran or triple antibiotic ointment to prevent infection in minor wounds. Medical tape to fasten small dressings in place. Scissors to cut gauze or moleskin to appropriate sizes. Pain meds like ibuprofen or acetaminophen are the most common. All of these together won't weigh much more than a pound and can handle a number of minor mishaps you'll encounter in everyday life or even in the activities of daily survival. If you're on the trail, put them in a Molly compatible pouch that you can attach to your backpack or belt. You'll barely know they're there until you need them. The above list is by no means complete. There's a lot of unforeseen events that could make you wish you had more supplies. I'll wager that you're already thinking of additional items that would be useful for your personal kit. Maybe you even noticed an item on the list that you, that you missed. In any case, make the kit to match your needs. In our next article in the series, we'll outline what you need to be able to handle orthopedic injuries. All right, so like I said, I'm going to link to part three and part four of this series so that you can go check those out in the show notes. So you can go ahead and uh, you know check out what you have in your medical kit and start adding to that. But I would recommend, so here's the deal. You need something, um, something to carry it all in. So I like... Um, I have different size medical kits. So I have the really big one. Um, actually, I mean, it's like uh, the size of a bug out, you know, big bug out bag, um, you know, that you would be wearing uh, if you were carrying it. So it's a, it's a humongous one, the one from Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy. Then I have a smaller one uh, that looks uh, very similar to, uh, it's actually the bag that, that I'm uh, going to link to. So it's the Voodoo Tactical Men's Universal, Universal Medic Bag. It sells for 30 bucks on Amazon. It's 4.5 stars, and they have it in different colors. I, I linked to the red one that has the little cross, you know, the first aid cross on there and stuff. Uh, I actually have the green one, 
but uh, I carry that green one around when, like, if we go on trips or, you know, we go somewhere, I, I just pick that one up. It's in my closet. I throw it into, uh, I throw it into the car and, uh, you know, whatever. I, I have that one. So it's a little bit more, uh, you know, sturdy. Uh, it has, you know, better stuff in there. Um, one of the ones I, I'll tell you that I use all the time is the, the little, <laughs> I call it a boo-boo kit or my little Altoids first aid kit. I use that sucker all the time. In fact, if you're talking about EDC kits and you're talking about all the other things you can be using for EDC, I probably use that one uh, most. If not, you know, it's right up there uh, with some of the other items that I use just because there might be, you know, some allergy medicine that I might take. I uh, have essential oils in there. I have um, little packets for like stings, uh, mosquito bites and or, you know, bee stings or whatever, um, all those kinds of things. And I'll link to that article where I where I talk about my medical, my little boo-boo kit. And I've linked to it several times before. So you might be familiar with that one. But uh, that's in, in a small little Altoids tin. So I think you need a lot of them, uh, you know, various different sizes. I have... Uh, a first aid kit in all the vehicles um, you know that came in ha handy recently we went to um, we were on um, uh, serving downtown we were serving some homeless and uh, one of the ladies that was with us got a sting from something and uh, she wasn't sure what it was and uh, you know it started to it started to sting started to hurt and uh, got into that first aid kit and I was able to give her something that she was able to, you know, wipe it down with and uh, help to alleviate some of the, the sting and some of the pain. And so I, I think that's, you know, always good to have. You can always start off with, you, know, you can go to Walmart, you know, go to Wally World and get one of those for $9.95. You can find those and kind of start from there. Um, I'll be on. We found a really great deal. You can't find it anymore, but there was a really great deal at Sam's at one time. Uh, there was a really big kit for like $30, and so we bought one uh, for the home, and I, I think my we, my dad either bought one or I got one for my dad. I can't remember, but it was a nice size kit, and uh, you know, after we realized how nice it was and for the price, we went back to go get some more, and they were already gone, and you know, they, they weren't selling them anymore. So keep your eyes open for a basic kit where you can kind of start from and start building on top of that. But you need to go ahead and and get a, a more robust kit going together, uh, getting you know getting it together. So if that's you start off with this uh, the Voodoo Tactical Men's med Medic bag, and you you build that one, and then maybe you go you know bigger bigger than that. Um, I remember listening to Doctor uh, or actually Nurse Amy talk about it one time, is that you think you have like a lot of gauze and things like that. You know, just a, a, a minor injury can eat through a lot of those things, a lot of your medical supplies. You, you know, you, you're seeing a lot of packages and things like that. You don't even realize, uh, you know, how how fast you're going to eat through those things. So it's kind of like firewood. You know, once you think you have enough firewood for the evening, go get double. You Medical supplies, um, you know, especially if it's gauze and tape and, and uh, gloves and different things like that. Those things, you know, you can put up and they will last forever, right? So if you have um, the space, um, you definitely want to invest in those types of things because if you ever get to a situation where uh, where it really is the poop has hit the fan, you're not going to be able to get that stuff anymore. I remember when um, 
um, when Ebola was going on and uh, people were freaking out, you couldn't find the N95 uh, or even N100 mask anywhere. Uh, even the ones that you could, like respirators that you could get from uh, like Home Depot, I noticed that you couldn't get those either. And so, um, you you know, your your local drugstore, you know, we have Walgreens and CVS here uh, close by. Uh, they carry, when I go by their, like the, the N95, whatever, they have like two boxes, that's it. And so when those are gone, I mean, they're gone. And so, you know, you want to make sure that you, you're stocking up on, on different things like that. Gloves, you'll always be able to use gloves. Band-Aids, you'll always be able to use Band-Aids. Uh, the stuff like, um, and Dr. Bones uh, referred to that in his article, um, stuff like uh, the little wipes and things like that, if you have alcohol or even the bug, uh, the bug bites, you know, you can, you can rub on uh, the little packages you can open up. It has a little, you know, gauze in there with, uh, or a little wipe in there with, with uh, some kind of medicine. Um, you know, those eventually will dry out. And so uh, something to, you know, to consider there. But, um, you know, those are very helpful. Until then, you know, you can carry around a bunch of those. I have them sealed up in some plastic bags uh, in, my, in my medical kit. Uh, and uh, you know, check those out every once in a while. So uh, start building your medical kit. You know, start looking around when when articles come up on Prepper website, or you can go to the medic the medical tag on Prepper website, and you can link to tons and tons of articles that have lists of of items. And the other thing is, it's just like your your regular like your EDC kit or your your Bob or your get whatever kit you you got to make it yours right just don't go copy a big old list of somebody you know whatever they have make it yours um you've got to think about what you think you might need uh and what's going to be beneficial for you um like for instance my little boo-boo kit i have essential oils in there and uh, i use those especially the one for allergies actually i i wind up uh, promoting a lot of essential oils because I, I see people that are, you know, the allergies are kicking their butt. And I'm like, would you like to try some essential oils? I mean, you, they've tried medicine. They've done everything. They're suffering. I'm like, would you like to try some essential oils? And so uh, people people have done that and people have gone to go purchase it because it works. And so uh, one lady at work calls it, you know, my voodoo, my voodoo ser uh, serum, you know, <laughs> because it, it really helped her. Uh, and so she went out and got some of that allergy medicine uh, from Spark Naturals. But anyway, so, uh, you know, you got to make it your own. You got to make it your own. So, uh, you know, whatever, whatever you need to do, but invest in that. Take a little bit of time to research it. You know, we research so many different things. Maybe stop researching EMPs and, you know, super volcanoes and, and go research building a, a good emergency kit. Um, but like I said, so I'm going to, uh, like I said, uh, there's tons of links on the medical tab over at Prepper website uh, in, uh, in the tag cloud. So I'm going to go ahead and link to that on, uh, on the show notes. And it'll go right to the medical uh, to the medical uh, tag cloud, so you can go research that a little bit more. I'm also going to link to this Voodoo uh, med medic kit if you're interested in going to check that out. Uh, I think it's a great deal, and it looks like it's. Uh, well, I mean, I have the green one. Uh, I kind of like the red one. I don't think they they didn't have the red one when I bought mine, so. Uh, I really like the red one. So if if I'm making another kit, I'm probably going to buy this red one right here. It's uh, it's really nice. Um, it, it looks like a first aid kit. 
And uh, so, you know, make it yourself, make it your own. So I'm going to link to a lot of those things on, um, on the, uh, sorry guys, it's, it's late, it's late and I'm starting to fade very, very quickly. Um, I'm going to link to a lot of those things on the, on the show notes. So uh, there you go. Hey, don't forget the prepper bundle. Like I said, it will go live. Uh, if you, if you click on it before noontime, uh, you're not going to see any, it's going to go to, uh, to, a, to a page that says the bundle is finished, but at noontime, they're going to open it up. And so you'll be able to uh, go check that out and see if that's something that you want to want to get. And that'll be open all weekend long. So uh, a lot of good stuff. Hope you get a chance to go out uh, this weekend and, uh, you know, get some uh, fresh air and get out there and do something uh, preparedness and self-reliant uh, related. Uh, that's always uh, a good thing. Right. And uh, I, I just again, like like always, I always want to say I really do appreciate um, everyone who comes out and supports the, the podcast uh, is just a great blessing to me. Uh, I'd love to, to hear from you and uh, touch base with you. Of course, you can always come to the Facebook group and, uh, and drop messages there. Uh, but you can always hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or come over to the website and leave a comment in one of the comment sections. All right. So with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, grid, or the grind. Until next time, stay prepped and aware. Peace.